It's a film with three brains. 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 What's this? What's what? Have you got soul? If so, the world's hardest working band is looking for you. Contact Jay Rabbit. Putting a band together. Well, what kind of music are we going to be playing, Jimmy? Soul. Soul? That's what you've got to measure up to, lads. Well, like, maybe we're a little white. Let's keep relations on a professional basis. <laughs> How are we professional if we've never been paid? It feels much better being an unemployed musician than an unemployed pipe fitter. All you gotta do Hello and welcome to the film with three brains. I am Sean in Chicago. And this is Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And Sam in San Francisco. Musical ditty for a musical movie. I like it. Nice. <laughs> um, 1991, The Commitments. That's what we're going to talk about today. It's a musical comedy drama, according to Wikipedia. Um, it's <laughs> directed by Alan Parker, which we've done before. This is our third movie by Alan Parker. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, he's, he's our most popular director at this point, right? <laughs> We're going to run out of his movies soon. It's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we did... For what, Fame and... Uh, um, yeah, what was the other one? Uh, came shoot. out right around the same time Midnight as Fame. Midnight Express. Yeah, Midnight Express. Yeah. yeah. Very different movies. And I'm sure <laughs> we're going to do Mississippi Burning next. Ooh. But maybe well, not. Well, it's your pick, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you can guarantee it or a vita pink floyd the wall well, yeah i didn't know he did that that's crazy yeah um i thought it was interesting that he said he felt most comfortable doing like, stage productions music stuff and working with young people hmm. i mean it makes sense with fame but you know yeah he's d- done mississippi burn he's done these other crazy projects but he's he seems to come back to these musical things yeah um, yeah, but I think the reason yeah. we really pick him is that he's already dead, so we don't have to feel guilty about killing someone. <laughs> That's just a bonus. <laughs> True. Well, I remember liking this movie, and I saw it on VHS or whatever, and you know when we were in high school, and then I hadn't seen it until now. Um, and my initial impression is that. Uh, you know, kind of aligns with what I thought back then. It was a good movie. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't, you know, has has its tur- twists and not. Nah, well, it doesn't have twists and turns. Actually, it doesn't have anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was a fun ride. I still think it's a fun ride. What did you guys think of it? Uh, I I had never seen first. it before. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, I'd never seen it. Hmm. I I didn't I didn't think I had. And then when I while watching, I was like, yeah, I've never seen this for sure. Hmm. Um, I I don't know. Like it was fine. <laughs> like it was kind of innocuous, and the, I have two issues with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, wait, very... I'm putting my issues in a sealed envelope. To okay, see if they lined Let's up with your match. issues. Yep. Okay, <laughs> so number one is like just like the comedy of it all for me was all falling like you know um with a thud. You know, Not, nothing was really working. None of the jokes were hitting for me. I didn't find any of it particularly funny. It was like charming to a certain extent. And, you know, it's a good story and it's well told. But the comedy just wasn't landing for me. I just wasn't laughing or smiling much. I was like, there was a joke that I didn't think was very funny. There was a joke I didn't think was very funny. And part of it's the performances. Most of the performances are kind of stiff. A little stiff. And that kind of, not all, not most, but some were a little stiff. And it seems like the comedic timing of the actors just wasn't very good. And I'm, yeah. I think of movies, it's very similar in movies like The Full Monty, where it was hitting, you know, like for me, The Full Monty is really funny. The jokes are landing, the, the actors have really great comedic timing and it's and everything's clicking. There's good chemistry that, you know, there's, I feel like there's a chemistry problem with the commitments. It's some of it's good, but some of it's not, you know, mm-hmm. 
And that brings me to my second thing in that the kid who's the lead, who brings it all together, I just don't like. I I find him extremely one note. Yeah. Very, very bland. And just not capable of carrying this movie, you know, as an actor. I agree with that because he's such an important part. Yeah. You know, and like he's got he's got a few really key like comedic lines and he's just not selling it, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's just not he's not he's not doing it. I don't know. He and it's hard to get past that when the quarterback of your team is bad. <laughs> you know, it's it's not much fun to watch everyone else struggling. Yeah. So you probably weren't very surprised to learn that most of these people weren't actors at all. Right. No, I I got that, especially considering like how good the lead singer was and in, in the in the uh the women too. Especially the mm-hmm. one uh, who the I don't even know I, I kept thinking of hers, um, the lady from um, the Truman Show, which it's not, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can tell you can tell that most people in it aren't really actors. Yeah, well, I want to come. So back anyway, to that, but so so the, the unfortunate thing about it is that I think it's well for the most part well written. I think I just. It's like it's more like a chemistry a actor, a performance kind of thing. And then some of the right, I guess some of the writing is a little maybe too, um, too Irish for me <laughs> I, or, or mean, something, you know, like there's, there's, I feel like there's a little context <laughs> missing here and there. There's a few jokes where I was like, I have no idea what that means. Did you guys use subtitles or no subtitles? Yes, I did. You did? Okay. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit. If I, I missed something, I went back. And- we watch everything with subtitles now. We're like f- fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. What? What do you say? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Sam, what what do you think? What do you want to say about that? Did it match okay, your let envelope? Me, um, <laughs> let me uh, tear open the envelope here. Jeez, <laughs> oh, um, what kind of wow, envelope is that? Big, big on, on envelope on fire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it, only only one little overlap there it was well, my problem with the main character is. I never understood his motivation, like, and then like, mm. why soul? And it, you know, like, like, it just seemed like, I don't know. And because he's like, okay, we got to do this. We got to bring soul, but at the same time, they're talking about making it big, and I mm-hmm. just can't put a cover band as making it big. You know, a cover band for something that nobody else is listening to because at the time this movie is taking place, they're past, you know, this is the late eighties, early nineties. Like there's so much else going on in music. I'm like, why is, why is a soul cover band the the way to make it big? Like, I understand it's something to do and (laughs) maybe separate yourself, you know, that little speech about, you know, being more than ordinary and and all that. Like I get all that, but it's sometimes you hear the characters talking about like, we're going to get a record deal and we're going to do this and we're going to be the biggest thing since you too. I'm like, <laughs> eh, can you make an original song? Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, and I know some bands have, have made it big by just doing covers. I, I think we're alone now. Um, you know, <laughs> there were plenty of band uh, people in the eighties who, who remade a song from the fifties or sixties and, right. and had it be their one or one of their one hits or two hit wonders, but they didn't, I just didn't feel, just wasn't buying it, you know, yeah. as far as that goes. I would and, agree with that. But so, also it almost felt like adding to that, it almost felt sort of shoehorned in there because they found this guy, the singer with this amazing deep voice who could sing the blues uh, like, like a mad bastard. They're probably like, Oh my God, this fucking guy's amazing. Yeah. We have to sort of shift a little bit. We have to pivot to accommodate this guy's strengths because he's such an amazing singer. Let's just sort of shift things a little. I don't know. That that's the feeling I got. Because like, what are the fucking odds that you find you, you decide to make a blues cover band in nineteen yeah. ninety ninety Ireland and you find the guy who sings blues better than any white man around? <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, yeah. These are all valid points. Very, very. Very valid. Um, I think that well, the the kid that that, that plays uh, Deco, the mate, the singer, mm-hmm. um, was the son of either a voice consultant or some, of, depending on which one you read, or the, a guy that that auditioned himself and brought his son his son along. And Deco, that kid, is sixteen years old when he came, when they started production. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Which is that always blows my mind. I'm like what? The guy looks like he's um, thirty. Yeah. He does. <laughs> or older even. Yeah. yeah. He he sells he sells that front man wow. thing. Um, so I but I I agree. I felt I felt like that there was um, a reason that I mean the, the the one explanation they they give is you know he's like well. Um, you know, are you sure the blacks of Europe and where the, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. Sure, sure. And that's, that's, you know, kind of amusing in its own way, if it, whether or not it's true or, or, you know, right. can, is acceptable in today's kind of world. But, um, but the, but the feeling that they had was of, you know, we're, we're in this kind of rundown place side, side of Dublin kind of thing. And, and we're, we're, we're meant to sing soul and the blues and that sort of thing. And, and that part at least made, made me kind of go, yeah, all right. I could see that happening, but I agree. I feel like as in production, they must've, I mean, I guess we, if any of us had read the book, it would help because that would probably explain a lot of it. Roddy Doyle wrote a book in 87 and it was more or less this story. And then, you know, they optioned it and, and they got two more writers and, and they cleaned it up. I I would really like to know exactly what the yeah what what was the seed of creativity. Well, yeah, I'd be I'd be curious. Yeah, in the book, like, is it soul? Is that? I would assume. I don't know how it wouldn't be. I don't know how it wouldn't be Did soul they, because so, so much of it is based on that. My my memory of the movie has faded um, a little tiny bit. <laughs> yeah, we've had some some time off. So yeah. <laughs> um, do they do they make any reference to the United States at all? As you sure. Know, where, do the, in the movie, I don't recall. Well, I mean, just the just in the artists that they're they're name checking and and they're the you know obviously the big one is Wilson Pickett that he's supposed to be right. the and guy. They, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and they watch that video snippet. Um, you know, they're watching TV saying this is what we have to be, and you know when they're watching James Brown perform. I mean, they talk yeah. about Ray Charles yeah. at all? No, not really. Huh. I don't remember Ray Charles coming up. I mean, they. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't. I can't go down the list either, but, um, but these are, you know, the songs that they do are pretty much soul standards more or less. Yeah. Um, you know, go to a, go to a wedding and the, the, the wedding band's probably going to know Mustang Sally and, you know, some of these, these ones, these big ones, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the catalog chain of fools. I mean, yeah. those are, those are some of the other ones. I'm like, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. my hours good slip away. I mean, there's a lot of good ones in there. Yeah, they you know they mentioned Aretha. They remember they mentioned how the how these performers sell or you know sort of transform or whatever. I can't remember how he says it, but he 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 sells it really well. I I mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think it's I still think it's odd, but I don't. But it didn't like throw me. It didn't throw me the first time. It threw me more the first time actually. I was like waiting for someone to explain it, and never, they never did. But this time around, like you know, I've I've seen bands like this. I've seen you know I've seen things that happen like this although i think it's more important that a that it's a dublin band because the book i mentioned this last time that there was actually a trilogy which really has nothing to do with anything it's just the Berrytown trilogy which which is supposed to be like his dad is in the the final one called the van i don't i don't it's like prequel stuff or something mm-hmm. you know which was probably interesting you know if you were a big fan of this but for most of us we you know this came to america this um, I was kind of interested in in the company that that sort of brought, put it together, Beacon Pictures. This was like their first thing, mm-hmm. um, and they worked with a lot of different people and done some actually successful. But I mean, I mean, this is this is not something that people would be begging for, you know. Like the executives, I can't see executives going like, "Oh yeah, you know, Irish Soul Band. This is going to be great. It's going to be a hit." You know, it's more like Alan Parker was attached to it and you know we know what he can do so we trust him and and they they put the screenplay together and i think probably even though it's kind of a double-edged sword what we were talking about like these aren't good actors but the casting process was big the cast a wide net they used people as extras that didn't make it into the band itself Mm -hmm. and they got real people to kind of sell the authenticity of you know the community, the people in the community and how they talk and, you know, I don't, I don't, it's kind of I mean, that's like, pro- I guess that's yeah. probably the pro- probably the problem where I felt like there was a, a lack of chemistry and the performances were a little stiff is because they're all musicians. They're not actors. 
Yeah, most of them are musicians first. I, the the guy that we don't like, the uh, Jimmy Rabbit, right? Is mm-hmm. the, yeah. He was supposed. He wanted to be Deco the singer, and he was, you know, passed over. And obviously, he couldn't sing as as well as that kid could. Yeah. Um, and he got this this um, bigger part. I mean, any way you look at it, it's a bigger part. Like he has yeah. more of the lines. Oh sure. Um, the Deco you know, so fellow has very few lines very at few all. Lines, yeah. If he's not singing or stuffing something, and the in his lines face, he then... <laughs> does have, yeah, it's just like they're just everyone's making fun of him, being mean to him. Yeah, yeah, right. they're pretty rude to him. <laughs> I mean, not not unwarranted, but like, yeah, it's pretty harsh the way they treat each other, and that's that's the part that lost me both times I've seen this. Is that toward the end, the wheels fall off so fast, yeah, that you don't even get to enjoy it. You know, you, yeah, they really have something going. Whether or not Wilson Pickett shows up and jams with them or not, they really have their own thing happening, and and they implode like you know that's a typical rock and roll thing. But I felt like they hit that really hard, like yeah, the way they fight immediately after the big performance, and there's uh, you know everyone's what you know yelling at everybody else, and, and everyone's so eager to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck else are you gonna do? What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> right, it's, right. The point is like the yeah, some of, of them commitments. are. <laughs> I mean waiting <laughs> yeah I, I don't know I think I think that, that there's there's like a a way that, that there's like an appeal of this movie that doesn't really fit what we're you know the stuff that we're used to in, in, in most Hollywood movies or most movies generally you know mm-hmm. and it's I can see that how it's a more of a cult classic and a popular Irish movie, you know, people really took to it because, you know, they probably could relate to most of it, especially, you know, the UK and, and Ireland and, and they could, they didn't have to use subtitles for the, for the slang and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, you know, it's, I, I don't think that there's, you know, Sam, you're, you're the guy that says, let's, let's try something new. Let's do, let's do creative stuff. I mean, there's not a lot of movies that do this, this kind of thing they've done, you know, at least not without screwing it up. Well, you know, I think one of the things I give it credit for is even though it falls apart fast, it's, it was, it's kind of gutsy to end the movie with what seems like a failure. And then, you know, of course he talks to the, the, um, she was the older guy's name. Um, um, you know, he's like, no, no, he's essentially saying, no, it, it doesn't matter. It's, You've lifted their horizons. Right, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. So, you know, I was, I, I thought, I was like, you know what? It's good that they don't have the the Disney ending of this, because if they did have the Disney ending, we'd say we've seen this too many times mm-hmm. because we, we're, that's what we're expecting. So it's, it's, it's like, I kind of thought it was refreshing to see someone try something almost could almost be successful and then have it fall apart and realize, you know, life goes on. Like I thought, I thought that was a really nice way to have the film go. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, like, I don't think it, I, I couldn't, you know, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I don't think there's a better way you could have done that. Mm-hmm. Who's his dad? Uh, Colm, um, Meany, <laughs> your guy from Con Air. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, he, I like his scenes, especially when he's, you know, the Elvis scene when, when mm-hmm. they're talking about meeting Elvis and I think, I think he's, I mean, he's obviously a well-known actor, so he, he helps kind of give it, uh, you know, give it some, uh, professionalism or stuff. But I, but I think like his scenes are good and his, I mean, we don't really understand what, what their relationship is other than, you know, it's a big busy house and. <laughs> and there's all these people tramp champing through it to audition for this weird band. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of those little scenes that, that were like would have fit in other movies were kind of too fear and far between, because then I think they get overshadowed by all the, the craziness and the, the fights and stuff. And like the, the, um, bouncer turned drummer who gets off the drums and goes and kick somebody's butt at the bar. Yeah. Was that a book? I mean, who was he? Owed him money, right? He owed him. Yeah, yeah. he was the guy he got the drum set from. 
You got all the equipment from I or all the, I mean, yeah. Uh, sorry, all the equipment um, except the drum set, I think, or all the all the <laughs> audio equipment. Yeah. yeah. And then he, I don't know if did he ever pay that guy back or no? Was, <laughs> we don't really care it by, yeah. by the end. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just like the only thing that that really sends out is the is the main the Jimmy guy because. Like, I don't know, he's, like, too smirky and too... Like, the way he says the lines... I think you've already said all this, but... Um, that didn't... Yeah, that didn't work as well as them just being in a band and kind of being sort of natural, more like yeah. naturalistic. And and his, like... And I think Sam said, like, his... his the point of his character is just, like, well, I just want to have a, a successful band. I, I've yeah. got no, I'm unemployed. i got nothing else to do. Let's just do this. But it doesn't really explain why he was so hell bent on it. Yeah, he's. I guess the beginning he's selling records or what is he selling? And he goes to the market. He's kind of. You know, if if it were Jack Black putting the band together, though, you'd get a couple lectures on why something was important, why the music was important, why we're doing this song, why it's important. You mm. get these things that that get get the audience to believe in in this. Like, hey, it might not be the thing you like or you listen to but here's why I like it and here's why you should listen give it a listen yeah you know and I think that that that, that was missing from that guy yeah well he also he had no like he's not he's he just never seemed like the sort of guy who could pull all these people together you know, like he doesn't have, he doesn't seem like a leader of any kind at all. He doesn't have any gravitas. He doesn't have any, he doesn't seem very witty. You know, like I he just, I don't know. He just, it was so flat. It was really he just had the idea, it. right? He just had the idea yeah. to make a band, a soul band. And he had some records and he had some ideas about what they should do. But I just kept thinking, like, I kept thinking about if they ever, if, if there was an American remake, you know, like who would play that role? Cause it's such a critical role. Mm-hmm. And I didn't come up with much other than like, if it were 20 years ago, someone like Michael J. Fox, I kept thinking someone with really great comedic timing mm-hmm. or, you know, a young, um, uh, oh my God, I just drew a total blank, uh, John Cusack. Oh yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, <laughs> and I'm trying to think of someone like that now, someone, you know, someone in their early twenties now you know, who has great comedic timing and, and you know, and has, yeah. has a lot of charisma. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not really coming up with anyone. I mean, the kid, Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, I feel like he's he's kind of, he's very Michael J. Fox-ish in my mind. Young Michael J. Fox. He has a lot in common with him. Mm. Just charming and, and funny and I don't know. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. I didn't, I never came up with anyone current Yeah. who could carry it. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I don't know if it's, if that's the focal, I mean, it is the focal point of the band, but I don't know why it's so weirdly ca- cast. I mean, the the one, one of the notes in there said that they wanted to dra- uh, get people that could obviously play, everyone that auditioned had to play something mm-hmm. or at least, you know, be capable. Um, and they had to look like people from the book. That's I was odd. like, what? Why? Why would that uh, matter? <laughs> yeah, that's a strange thing. You're appealing to just the fans of the book. I mean, there can't be that many people out there. Before, the, at least when the movie came out, there can't be that many people that read this book. But I mean, maybe it was important to. I don't. I don't know why it would be important. I mean, as, um. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. Let's 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 um look at it from another angle. So this is a, a musical kind of, you know, like Cohen picked, he picked fame, which has this, uh, uh, diegetic music, you know, this, the, the music that it can be heard by the characters on the, mm-hmm. on the screen. And that's the, you know, we liked it then. And I, th- I think I still like it now. Like, I don't like, I don't like it to be, um, like a typical musical where people right. are singing and dancing without any reason. So that's, you know, that's, in our wheelhouse. Um, if it was, if the music was more, if we related to the music, I don't know if that'd be different. I don't think that I honestly, I thought the mu- the music is, is probably the main reason I like this movie because um, there's a few reasons. One is, is that it's so believable because they are, are musicians. And, sure. you know, um, 
at least, yeah, if you're singing, you, you look like you're singing if you're, or maybe you actually, I mean, most of them, they, they recorded a lot of it and then they, you know, pumped it back through while they were performing. Um, but it's really them playing and it's, you know, in a lot of movies, when you see, when you see a, a, a band and they're, they don't look like they're actually playing at all. It's, it's really obvious. So that's mm-hmm. annoying. That would, that would kill it right away. Um, I guess that it would, <laughs> it would have been nice to see like some of them struggle with the instruments or start. I don't know. I don't, I'm not really sure. I'm not, I can't really figure out how you improve on this except for recasting Jimmy. I think that's like a huge thing right there. I think it's really big. You got some, if you put someone in there who, who's just, you know, got serious star power, you know, they just have that thing, that charisma and, and the chemistry with everyone else. I think the movie just starts clicking, mm-hmm. you know, and I know everyone seems to love it, but I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. Just wasn't digging it. And I think a large part of it is that. Yeah. I, I, I think this movie's ripe for a remake because there's, there's a lot of fun to be had with it. And then also with the way, you know, now with the internet, you know, um, YouTube, TikTok, you know, there's different ways of finding people who could be in your band. Yeah. And, mm. um, you know, so I think there's a lot of fun that could be had with it. I also think that, that one of the things that, um, and maybe you got something to say about it since you've been in bands is, is kind of the, the struggle of getting the first gig and, and what that takes, um, <laughs> you know, to, to be able to play somewhere that you'd might actually make money. Um, <laughs> I might not know much about that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like that first, I, yeah, I definitely remember the first time I performed live in public and it was exhilarating and terrifying and, and all the things you think it would be. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you do that first one, you just like, Oh, okay, I can do this. And you just keep going from there. But yeah, when <laughs> it's different when you're playing to like, you know, 15 people or something. <laughs> um, I think it's, I don't think it really I don't think that stuff really matters as much as the, the backstory of why you're doing it, you know? And all we really know is that they don't really have work or they're just, you know, they're, they're really kind of, uh, one character is, has to get out because she's, she's, uh, you know, doing laundry and she, her mom is sick or she's taking care of the household and she, she just wants to escape. I mean, that, that's pretty much the only person that, and, the trumpet guy who who's just he's the old sage guy that played with everybody he's i mean he he is actually one of the better parts of the movie for me too because yeah i like him he's actually the only one that is not a musician like he didn't have to play he didn't play trumpet yeah. um he was like a stage actor or something they they picked him specifically but they were going to pick like uh van morrison for that character yeah. hmm. and that was that would have been a total mistake i was like when i saw van morrison i'm like oh for the singer okay that makes sense and then it's, it said it was for Murphy, the trumpet guy. I'm like, wait a minute, what? So he's in a band, Van Morrison's in a band and played with all, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess that would have been a draw. People would have been like, wanted to see him in a movie, but I wanted the guy just the way he played it. Like, you know, almost like um, the Blues Brothers were on a mission from God. You know, he mentioned kind of the divinity of, not. Nah, he didn't say, I don't know if he said God, but he said, stuff that seemed like a higher purpose kind of stuff, you know, or that yeah. he would explain stuff to the kids that, that, you know, Oh, because you, he had jammed with everybody and, and no one believed him, you know, even, even at the very end, he's still like, you know, I just don't believe you. And he's like, I'm sorry you doubt me, brother. You know, it's like <laughs> he had, you really, he, he looked so inscrutable. Like, like, yeah, maybe he's lying. You know, I remember that both times like thinking, yeah, he could be full of shit about this whole thing. But that's the whole thing. The last, the last thing is his postcard to his mom is that he's playing with someone who died, already. Hmm? The very last line when they're like, when when I forget who the thing was, but it's someone who died like years beforehand. You know, he sends his mom a postcard of everyone he he tours with. Oh, and and one of them is bullshit. And the last one is BS. The last person that he sends that he says he's playing with is already dead. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I wish so I knew. Remember who that was? 
because that was the great thing is you th is that they lead you down that path of thinking he's he's just full of BS and there's no way that Wilson Pickett's going to show up because he went in himself and probably just sat around and did nothing. That's what you're imagining. Mm -hmm. And then a Wilson Pickett shows up. And you're like, oh my god, the guy was telling the truth. And yeah. at the end, his mom, you know, when they're doing the the little afterwards saying where everyone is, the postcard that she gets of who he's playing with is someone who's who's dead. You know, I mean, it wasn't someone as obvious as Buddy Holly, but it was someone who was already dead. Okay. Yeah. That rings a bell, but I can't remember who that is. So I can't, I can't, uh. but yeah, that, that's definitely the feeling I had too. was like, he's, he was mostly telling the truth, at least, you know, with some of the big names and it, it sort of matters because it matters because it, it makes the, the band seem worthwhile like they did raise to that level of notoriety and and skill that someone would someone would actually pay attention to them or might come and see them like hey i heard this is you know they're in town i mean yeah all we see is a limo of wilson pickett and um but that i mean that's that validates the whole thing really otherwise you just think wow he's this guy's a con artist or you know there's a couple of con artists here but I don't know. I just, I guess I'm going back to my first thought was I enjoyed the ride. I don't, it doesn't always add up and not everything is perfect, but for whatever reason, you just want to see them succeed or at least do well. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I didn't realize that, that the guitar player is actually in another movie you guys read that, right? It's a mm -hmm. guy named Glenn Hansard. And he did the movie Once, which was uh, popular like 20, uh, whatever it was, 2005-ish. Um, kind of playing himself. He's um, So this, uh, and apparently he, he had a falling out with Alan Parker, which was odd. He didn't, didn't really explain why in the IMDb trivia, but like he had a rough start with Alan Parker and he, it's, it says he didn't watch it for like 20 years. Cause he, <laughs> um, but then he actually, you know, he started a band called the frames and then somewhere in there, he did that movie once that, that got noticed by the Academy and stuff. And it's a similar story because it's like a, a love story. Well, it's more love story than it's, it's small musical story. And, um, I don't know. I guess it's not it's not interesting interesting unless you've unless you know that guy or that band or you or you care about the other movie but um some people think it's actually the same character because he's busking and playing guitar on the streets of Dublin at the end of this movie and then in once he's doing that that exact same thing hmm. in a similar neighborhood. So it's the, I don't know if anyone's ever, you know, it said yes, that's definitely got to be the same guy, but age-wise it would fit, you know, that sort of stuff. Anyway, so there's other tidbits that are kind of interesting, but they don't really, they don't really give you any extra meaning. They're just like, oh, well, that's an interesting person that was in, involved in this, or um, uh, what was, what, yeah, one, the one of the backup singers was in Alan Parker, uh, no, he was in, she was in Quentin Tarantino's movie, and she was a, the friend in the Pulp Fiction heroine scene. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she's not on screen very long. I don't think. Uh, yeah, Patricia, uh, not Patricia. Uh, uh, what's her name? Arquette's friend, right? In the yeah. Orioles yeah. sequence, yeah, right. I believe that's where she is. So Tarantino liked it enough that he he noticed her. Uh, I'm gonna mess up her name. Bronna Gallagher. She she's <laughs> Bernie in this movie. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, doesn't really say why he liked it or anything, but I thought that was interesting. Probably the dialogue. I'd be if I had to guess because he's such a big dialogue guy. Yeah, you know, he probably liked some of that exchange, some of those exchanges between the bands, and I don't know. So going back to the music thing, unless anyone else has another direction they want to go. <laughs> no, no, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the drum. The only thing that musically bugged me was that the the bouncer picks up the drums, wails on it for like a few minutes, and then he plays the next gig. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that insulted me for all the, I, I <laughs> my drum teacher was rolling in his grave when he, at that part. Like, you can't well, just are you, are you, ta- are you, ta- are you interpreting as that he never played the drums until that moment? Kind of because he, I mean, I never got that. I just assumed he was like a drummer who never really went anywhere and never hadn't drummed in a while. And then suddenly he's like, Oh, here's an opportunity to drum again. Yeah, I probably that's and I don't think it came I don't came, think it came across badly on screen at all. I think actually it was quite believable and it didn't really bug it didn't really bug me. It's just like when I you know, sat back and thought about it for a minute, I was like, eh. Because that scene when he's just wailing on the drums, it it's supposed to be really, you know, wild and frenetic and not really in time and stuff. And then mm-hmm. when he gets on stage for the first gig, he's perfectly in time. Basically that's that's it. It's not it's not that he can't physically play the drums i'm sure he could but to learn all the songs and to sit in with this band that's been doing it the whole time and you've been doing nothing but uh bouncing (laughs) seems a little nuts but yeah you know i don't know if that's probably in the book you know yeah i mean that i I, stuff i don't disagree i didn't think about it at all when i was watching it but it's that's i think that's yeah (laughs) but they could have just fixed that with a simple like a a a two-minute conversation where someone's like, how do you know all the songs? He's like, oh, I've been in every gig. We fucking think right. I've been doing. Right. I've been listening or <laughs> right. whatever, you know. <laughs> or if, he, if, if his character is more conscientious or something, that would make more sense. But he was supposed to be the the wild man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the enforcer, crazy person, you know, and he, that's what he was. Right. I think that could have been funny, though, if they're like, well, I thought you were just kicking everyone's ass. He's like, well, I was. I was listening, too. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, that's just that's just personal music stuff. That's not. I don't. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I, I obviously the first drummer leaves to make another, uh, to p- push that conflict. Like, uh oh, band's breaking up already. You know, mm-hmm. and then they had to figure out, you know, to how to carry on. And but like I said before, there's not there's not a lot of twists or anything. You're not really expecting. There's not much else to to really look look at. I guess there's the little subplot of. What's her name going to the Isle of Man with her family? And then she's like, oh, no, yeah. the, the gig is more important. And she comes back. But it's celebrated I thought it was like weird that the one. I thought it was weird that the one guy in, quits the band because he can't stand the singer so bad. Like early on or halfway yeah. through or whatever the hell. I thought that was odd. I was like, what? They don't seem to really have any sort of relationship at all. He's just like yeah. all of a sudden he's like, I hate this fucking guy. I can't be in this oh, band. Yeah. Wait, that was the drummer, right? With the he had the van and the yeah. drums and the was it, oh was that the drummer? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, why are you leaving? Was... He's just yeah. <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> Sorry, guy. We hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so I thought of someone who if they did a remake could play the role of Jimmy, I think. And I'm imagining like they keep it. Don't change anything. Don't Americanize it. Just keep it in Ireland. Mm -hmm. Just modernize it or whatever. And there's an actor um, named Robert Sheehan who plays Klaus in the umbrella Academy. Have you ever seen that? Uh, Kind of. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. But he he's he his whole shtick in the Umbrella Academy is I mean it's all sort of like comedy tragedy with him, but it's mostly comedy, you know. And 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 him as an actor, it's all him. Like he, it's all his timing and his performance and stuff. Hmm. Um, he's really great in it. Or uh, uh, you guys know Domhnall Gleeson? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like him too. I think he's a really great actor. He might be a little old now, but. He's Maybe done not. he's done roles like that. Yeah. In other movies. Mhm. Like and then then just thinking about like older actors, you know, to play, you know, like the role of the one guy, the trumpet player or whatever. I, I would like to see someone like Michael Fassbender or something like that or you <laughs> want to go a little older, Sam Neill or yeah. even Colin Farrell's getting up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of great Irish actors. It's just most of them are a little bit older now. They could also make a sequel to this movie. I know they had one originally planned that, you know, or, or a long time ago planned that got scrapped, but, you know, they can also, at this point in their life, I'll try to get back together to mm-hmm. do it again. Mm-hmm. I think that would pretty much write itself, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, so it was Harvey Weinstein had the rights to it in like 2000 and nothing happened. Yeah. It's going to make a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's really not much. <laughs> there's not a whole lot to pick apart about this movie. Once you, you know, the, the, we've done the casting, we've done the music, we've done performances more or less, and then it's just whether or not you like <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the ride or not, or like you know if you. But yeah, if if the music wasn't good, I mean, I I. The thing, yeah, Deco. This, I, I wish I I should name check his the actor because something strong. Something strong. That's his name. I just don't remember what it is. Okay. <laughs> Let me find Andrew. it. Andrew Strong. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, he. Yeah, he stands out because that. Yeah, like you're not gonna you're not gonna find a lot of people like him. But then yeah. they 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 had all the backup singers had. Did they all have their own song? I think at least two of them had. Lead, the lady vocals. who played Natalie definitely did. She was the dark haired lady. Yeah. Long. long she had dark a big hair. Yeah. She's in Orphan Black. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and then, did the short-haired lady want to have a, a... I think she did, too. She may have just had solos and stuff. I mean, she definitely, like, got her... You could hear her voice at some mm-hmm. point. You know, so you could tell they all were sing, singing and could sing. Um, and then somewhere it notes that the bass player has actually flipped it over and he's playing it left-handed. I noticed yeah. that, but it's, it's, you know, who cares? Um, but I mean, just the, just the, the sheer believability of the band makes or breaks this movie. I mean, it's, there would be yeah. no movie. No one would care about this movie if it wasn't for the band itself. So it's, you know, if you like that, great. If you don't like that, you're probably not gonna like this movie. <laughs> if you're not into live music and sitting and, you know, watching some people get together and play soul or whatever. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think if, if they were, if you were recasting it and you redid, if, yeah, if you modern, if you modernized it, what would, what would be the equivalent of like, you know, or if you, or if you were like, I think now it would be even more meaningful to actually have it still be soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, right. I wouldn't change this, much. I just it. recast it. You can be like, why did you love it? I mean, like, well, when I was a kid growing up, that's all my grandpa listened to. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, uh, why do you love it? Because for the most part, it's feel-good music, you know. It's, there's, there's, there's plenty of reasons to go back and do soul because no one else is doing it right now. Right. And that, that's a reason. Right. You know. And, it does, and even though you could, you could say it's, their, it's exploitation, it still feels kind of sincere. At least to me, it didn't seem, mm-hmm. it, it seemed like homage and, and sort of, you know, whether that was Roddy Doyle or the, or Alan Parker or, or just the whole, the whole idea itself is just promoting the idea of this music. Um, you know, it, it's, it is feel good music, even though it's can be mixed with heartbreak and, and tragedy stuff. But if it, if it wasn't, yeah, I mean, if, if it's, if they obviously were playing up the, were an Irish band doing so, you know, then, that, then it would have been, that would have ruined it as well. I mean, we can, you know, because you can look at all of music now, all of rock and roll is, is co-opted from black musicians. And, and, you know, you can, you can go down that rabbit hole and you're, you're not going to like what you find. But at the same time, like we all, you know, we're aware that like when the Beatles were doing this stuff, they were, they were doing the same kind of thing. They were, they were actively seeking out these people and trying to figure out what they were doing and, and appreciating it and same, you know, the stones the same way. But if, if, if it's not appreciation, then it, that doesn't work either. So I believed, I at least believed that part. All right. <laughs> I think, it, I think it would be interesting if they did remake it. I think it'd be interesting to focus more on finding really great actors with chemistry than focusing right. on musicians because for the most if you're not the if you're not a singer it probably doesn't matter i mean it's filmmaking you know it's all an illusion right you the know guitar, yeah I mean, that's what i mean the, the guitar player could thing, have been sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i mean <laughs> part of it too is that they probably sold a shitload of their soundtrack yeah you know that was probably a big deal they had this these musicians you know acting 
and then the whole soundtrack is the commitments you know a, a real ostensibly a real band because they were all real musicians and they all really played the songs and then they released the album so if you if you if that's not a priority if you're just looking to make a, a great film you know with great performances then i think maybe you have to try and focus more on that than the than them being musicians other than a singer like the singer should be a sure. singer or at least an actor who can sing but i mean that singer's so good that finding a great actor who can sing like that might be difficult. Yeah. No, you're totally right. They could have just cast the singers and the, the, the rhythm section could have been just any, anybody. Yeah. And then they could have cast, they would have cast more for the, you know, the actors and the way they, the chemistry that, of how they mm-hmm. were on the bus and stuff like that. Yeah. I keep thinking about, um, how, you know, the stories about how they cast, um, the outsiders. Yeah, and that you know, and if they'd have done that for this, or or someone were to do that for for a remake of this, how what would they come up with? It'd be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, you, the way that they traded parts and re- mm-hmm. read yep. over and over, just yeah. trying to like fit the puzzle pieces together, find out who yeah. who gels and who doesn't, and you know. I mean, the catalog of songs that they did were was crazy too. There was originally like a thousand songs they selected and then they went and then it got Jesus. down to like a, you know, a, a hundred or so. And then in the end, there's, there's only like 24, I think that they actually, the band actually played, but they, they worked on a lot. You know, they, they did pick, you know, sort of, I mean, they were careful about what they were, what they were doing for better or worse, but, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think in a modern film, they, like you said, they would cast, the actors and then they would be like, Oh yeah, and there's you know, and your musicians. Like singles. Not singles. What's what's a uh, there's gotta be a better example of a band. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible example. You don't even see them play in singles. And well, actually like I mean it's like, not, it was never that popular, but that thing you do Satisfaction. That's a good, that's a good one. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> I was thinking of that earlier and I didn't bring it <laughs> bring it up, but that thing you do of, is a good example. Yeah. Because you got Tom Hanks as the Jimmy guy. Right, right. And he is driving that thing. Yeah, and a bunch of young actors who have pretty good chemistry. Like, and a guy I don't who kn- can actually play drums, but the rest of them, it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, because the drummer is the, the whole point. Yeah, that is a good example. Cause I, I, and, and a lot of it, is that before or after this? Is it after this? I think it's after this. That thing you do? Yeah. 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 I mean, band gets together, band has a big hit, mm-hmm. and then band breaks up. You know, people do yeah. solo stuff, and there's and relationships. And Tom, Tom Hanks has a, really, a, a pretty good monologue about it. You know, it's a common story. What you just said about bands. You know, oh, whatever. bands get together, bands break up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like how else can you end it? You can't. There is no other ending for a, a movie like this. <laughs> yeah, you know they make it and what they you know mm-hmm. they get a residency in Vegas or something. No, I mean you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to see people when they have really really made it. You know, yeah, you want to see people on the way up and like the big moment, the big break. You want to see that. I mean, I I don't think this movie has a big break moment, which is kind of cool too. Because no, it doesn't. There's no yeah. TV, like they're never on the radio or the TV at all. They're just li- just a live band. Yeah, so that's kind of different. All right. Well, I feel like I haven't nitpicked enough. I'm not. I've been too much of a, a fan of this movie. Is okay. any more so nitpick some nit? Well, you're thinking of nits. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that little tidbit that that using? Using the the one line, uh, the one Beatles line costs more than all the other um, yeah. royalties. It was uh, All You Need Is Love. Yeah. And I think it was Jimmy, he, sang, he just sang it once. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would have just been like, forget it. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't come, <clears throat> excuse me, they couldn't come up with another line that, that said the same thing. No, I know, that's you what know? I'm saying. It's like, you're just, like, at that point, you'd be like, hey, Beatles, we're... we're doing you a favor we're throwing out one line we're not stealing you know <laughs> we're doing you a favor <laughs> <laughs> they need that, yeah, they need that. <laughs> here you go apple records will someone please sing one of our obscure songs in a movie 
And nobody's heard Obscure. of us. <laughs> no, 1990 was was dead time for the Beatles. <laughs> you know, before all the re-release of the hits, it was. You know, it was before Michael Jackson bought all their back catalog. Right. No, I, I think. But then he did own it. Somewhere in the, in the 90s, he did that. Maybe. I don't know. Can't remember. Smart move. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are we doing next? Hmm. Who are you asking? You guys. Yeah, but who's after me? Me. <laughs> you guys are supposed to guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeez. Oh, okay. Nothing he to go on. Just a couple good movies nope. left. No setup. It's just like. Okay, so no hints. Yeah, I'm guessing you right, went I'll, 80s. I'll give you the hint that it, that it's a director who it will also be someone who I th- is has shown up before. Actually, I think he directed uh, uh, one of Cohen's other uh, musicals. He directed the Blues Brothers. John Landis. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Animal House? Nope. Is it horror? Yep. Is oh, it's an American world from London? In yep. London? <laughs> hey, we don't even have to leave the UK. Well, I mean, not UK, Florida. sorry. Ireland's not UK. We'll have to yeah. leave that part of the world. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good movie. I haven't seen it since I don't, I don't even remember it right now. Like, I'm sure once I start watching it, I'll remember some of it, but I really don't remember it. It's unusual for you to pick a horror movie, too. It's like... I know. I felt like I was stealing one out of Cohen's list, but... Definitely. You know, he de- he deserves it now and then. He does. Well, they also. I mean, they, there's a fair amount of comedy in it too. I mean, it is John Landis. Yeah. I don't know what that means. What is, I don't know what that statement's supposed to prove. But. I, I, I know <laughs> what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Well, well like I the mean, thriller video has comedy in it as well. I mean, that's probably not what you're saying either, though. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure this out next time. We'll, we'll yeah. straighten out. We'll get to the bottom answers. of this. Yeah. Little pickle. Did you say we'll figure it out? Wolf, Ooh. figure it out. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that's yeah. our best punny review yet. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, at the top right. of the pops. Or whatever. Number one with right. a bullet. Yeah. That's enough movie buff. I'm out. Oh, yes. Silver bullet. That would have been. There you go. That's Number a good one with a silver bullet. A lesser choice. Did we ever, did we do, did we do um, the Lost Boys? We did, right? Yeah. We did. Was that my pick? I think so. Seems like your pick. Seems too good to be your pick. It's probably. God damn, I know. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking, that's a good fucking movie. It's I good. love it. <laughs> Trying to watch the Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. It's our, our second Quentin Tarantino reference. <laughs> yep. I guess that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks that's for right. listening. <laughs> Pause is pregnant. <laughs> good one. Woo, doggy. See you next time. That's the film with your brains. Bing. Ryerson.